Statesman Journal's Explore Oregon podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Ness, and in each episode, we highlight Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places. All right, now I'm going to talk briefly about the sponsors that make this podcast possible. And keep in mind that all the money from these sponsors goes towards hiring outdoor journalism interns. This year, we've hired three interns and paid them $15 per hour. And over the course of this podcast, we've hired seven different interns, not only helping us report on Oregon's outdoors, but also teaching young college students journalistic skills that they can carry forward. Plus, it's a pretty fun internship anyway. They get to travel outdoors, report about the environment. It's a good gig, and these sponsors make it possible. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that before we get rolling. So this part you'll recognize. This podcast is brought to you by the American Forest Resource Council supporting responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest. Learn more at amforest.org. We're also supported by Visit Tillamook Coast, a land of ocean and forest just an hour from the Willamette Valley that is focusing this summer on the best way to care for its forest, beaches, and waterways through a promotion that emphasizes cleaning up and leaving no trace. We'll dive into how they do that just a little bit later in the show. Finally, the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department encourages Oregonians to enjoy parks safely this summer. If you're camping, please follow campfire safety guidelines, such as keeping the flames from your fire to no more than two feet in height and using the fire ring provided at your campsite. And please use local wood to avoid bringing invasive insects into parks. This will help preserve the health of Oregon's forests for seasons to come. Learn more about campfire safety guidelines, including current restrictions, at stateparks.oregon.gov. All right, in this episode, we're traveling to the town of Joseph in Northeast Oregon, where a small family-run business recently became a viral sensation. We wanted to see if taking a clear-bottom kayak out onto one of Oregon's most beautiful lakes lived up to the hype. But before we paddle out, here's some guitar music to get us rolling. All right, well, in today's episode, we are traveling to the northeast corner of the state and the glorious Wallawa Mountains to talk about a unique kayaking trip that involves floating in clear bottom boats, including in the dead of night. Now, if you've heard about clear bottom kayaking at Wallawa Lake or about the company Joe Paddle, there's a decent chance you were inspired by social media, where this idea has really taken off. Even though we're at the tail end of the season, we decided to send our outdoors intern, Olivia Stevens, out to Joseph to try it for herself. Olivia has returned from her journeys in the great Northeast and is here with us now. Olivia, how's it going? Hi, Zach. I'm doing pretty good. I'm very eager to talk about my clear bottom kayaking experience. Um, I got back to Salem last week and I'm just super excited to tell you more. 
So Olivia, Wallawa Lake attracts thousands each year, drawn to everything from the state park to the popular kokanee fishing to the Eagle Cap Wilderness. You know, I think hands down the best place to backpack in the entire state. In fact, one of the first episodes of this very podcast was devoted to all the great stuff you can do in the Wallawa Mountain area. But Joe Paddle is offering a new experience and has put its own spin on the traditional kayaking tour. The company rents clear bottom kayaks and paddle boards in addition to a nighttime lit up tours. There are definitely some unique ideas at work here, but Olivia, outside the novelty, what was it that made you want to go all the way out to Joseph to try this? Yeah, so funny enough, um, a 10 second video on Instagram made that much of an impression on me. But as I soon found out, I was definitely not the only person who was mesmerized by the idea of paddling through a crystal clear lake at night surrounded by snow capped mountains in a light up boat. And many of the people who I met on the, on the trip traveled a lot further than I did just to do it. And this was inspired by social media. This was just, this was an Instagram video that went viral. We'll talk about it more, but I mean, that was the impetus for you getting out there, correct? Absolutely. I would not have heard about this without just finding it on, on social media. It was just completely something that I found out of the blue, looked them up and kind of, we went from there, I guess. Well, can you describe the experience of being in a clear bottom boat? I've been in versions of it, but not in like a personal watercraft like that. So what were you seeing as you're floating out on Wallawa Lake? Like, are you seeing fish swimming by? Are you seeing rocks? Like, what was what was that like? Yeah, so Wallawa Lake is already super clear. It's a glacial lake, um, so you can see pretty deep just standing on the shore, but being in a boat and being able to paddle around and just be able to see everything underneath you is a really cool experience. We saw a lot of small fish swimming underneath the boat, even though we weren't in the season for it. And Wallawa Lake is actually renowned for their beautiful kokanee salmon. I highly recommend scheduling a trip during the summer when they're the most plentiful throughout the lake. Outside of the animal life though, I really just loved seeing like all the multicolored rocks at the bottom of the lake and the shallow areas. It was just really peaceful and just a really gorgeous experience. But while the aesthetic of all of that drew me in, the more I learned about the family-run business, the more captivated I became by the owners and their story. Right, so the Schaffner family. Now this feels like a really fun story about a small family-owned business trying something new and and having it work out. So how long has Joe Paddle been around and how did they kind of get started? Hannah and Joshua, with the help of their 18-year-old daughter, Samantha, own and operate the business all by themselves. They didn't originally come up with the idea, but they bought it from a different family who had just launched the business in 2018, and they really made it their own. Uh, Joshua went into more detail when we spoke ahead of the tour. Uh, Just a warning, it was pretty windy when we were out there. Were you doing this before you guys started this business? No. No? No. What was your, like, day job? Um, so, I think it was a golf course. I worked at the golf course, um, as in repair, took care of the equipment. Numerous things out there, yeah. Why did you want to change course to do something like this? Um, so we wanted to change the quality of our life. So Hannah, uh, being in social services, which was very draining, it was also draining to the whole family, bringing it home with you. It just, it's that sort of thing. It's rewarding, but at the same time, it takes a lot of energy. Um, we wanted to have freedom, and so we started looking in 
to businesses. We looked into all sorts of different things. And finally, um, this popped up, and I'm the adventurous type. I was the always person jumping off bridges and rivers and cliffs and that sort of thing, climbing through mountains. So this just kind of um, made sense. And as we got further into it, uh, you know, you just kind of fall in love with it. I mean, there were definitely some learning curves, but almost as soon as they got started and installed their own LED lighting systems on the kayaks, things really fell into place for them. Uh, so we did very well from the pandemic, and it was very interesting. I thought all the interested in this from the start. Walk me through your experience from, you know, signing up to landing on the water. So I scheduled my nighttime kayak tour at the end of the season, like I already said, in late September. Um, and this is actually the busiest, this is actually the least busy time of the year for them, which allowed me to book super last minute um, and just be able to go right out there. I booked the tour over the phone after talking to Hannah about which day looked like it would have the best weather outcome, which I would definitely recommend to anyone trying to plan ahead because Eastern Oregon can be, uh, the weather just changes really quickly in Eastern Oregon. <laughs> but you can also book online, which is, you know, super easy as well. Okay, so you're, you, you guys are heading out. Like, are you going at twilight just getting ready at twilight and then heading out as it's getting dark tell me about like when you're actually getting out there yeah um so i would i asked joshua about kind of like how this works and he basically tries to time out the tour so that the sun is right before it's about to set um so we're right around twilight so we start off and it's still light out and you can still see things and kind of get your bearings. Um, but what's really cool about the tour is you just get to see kind of the, I guess you get to see the sky gradually getting darker and just have a different experience as that's happening. So you should go from kind of being able to see the sunset and then um, experience the stars um, in, the, in the dark night sky by the very end. Okay, so, you know, you're headed out there, you've got your boats getting unloaded, it's getting dark. What is it like paddling out kind of into the darkness and then as it gets darker there, like, you know, paint me a picture. Basically, after we got that overview, we went down to the dock and we started getting into the boats and each kayak is really made for either one or two people. Um, I was in a one person kayak, but it doesn't really like they're both kind of the same thing. They're all decked out with LED lights. Each kayak actually has a different color, which is kind of fun. And so you'll see the color on the edges and there's actually like floodlights on the bottom that you can move around and we'll show you the water below. So if there's something that you see in the water that you want to get a closer look at, you can kind of move the lights <laughs> to do that, which is kind of funny. And again, like the boats are completely clear all around. So it's really kind of a weird experience stepping into them and just looking down into the water. You kind of feel like you're in the water while you're still dry. It's kind of a weird thing. And you can just it's yeah it kind of gets a little bit spooky as the night gets darker with the fish swimming underneath the boats and you kind of almost are starting to picture the famed local legend of the wallawa monster down below in the lake <laughs> the wallawa monster uh what is what is that <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's also Nick. It's nicknamed Wally, and he's kind of a local legend. Uh, Joshua told several versions of the kind of spooky tale, which was definitely one of my favorite parts of the tour. I thought it was really fun. Um, I encourage you to go to the lake yourself if you're interested in learning more about the creature. But he's about 20 feet long and is said to lurk in the depths of the lake. And if it emerges, it's not going to leave any survivors at the surface. (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all, Wally is not like the most imposing terrifying name i've ever heard but that's all right we're gonna we're gonna go with it i mean it's not about a name as far as how much uh havoc you can wreak but yeah i mean so i guess that might get in your head if you're paddling in a clear bottom boat it's dark all around you like i could kind of imagine that did wally make himself known and pick off anybody from uh from one of the boats yeah well just to defend wally i mean it's very similar to the loch ness monster situation i wouldn't say that nessie is a very imposing name either but you know you gotta you gotta just picture that you gotta be there you know and luckily though even though i did get a little bit spooked out for a little bit none of our boats went under during my tour you might have different luck if you got yourself but okay luckily i was okay yeah, maybe there's like strength in numbers. Wally is intimidated by a fleet maybe, of boats. But if maybe. he sees just one floating boat up there, he might go after him. Okay, all right. Well, that sounds like a pretty cool trip. But there's also a fun part of this story in terms of how it became so well known over a pretty short period of time. So we're going to take a quick break here to hear from our sponsors. But when we return, we'll dive into how a viral video on Instagram set the stage for people to travel here from all around the world. So stay with us. I'm Sarah Gafori with American Forest Resource Council, and we're proud to sponsor the Explore Oregon podcast. I moved to Oregon because of my love for the outdoors. It also inspired me to go to law school and pursue a career in environmental law. At AFRC, I have the pleasure of advocating for science-based forest management throughout the West. Protecting our public lands helps achieve important conservation goals, including clean air, clean water, and robust wildlife habitat. It also helps provide renewable, climate-friendly wood products that we all depend on. We strongly believe that active management of our public lands is the right thing to do for the environment, for the economy, and for our future. Learn more about AFRC at amforest.org. This message is brought to you by Visit Tillamook Coast. On the Tillamook Coast, we've cared for our forest, farmlands, beaches, and waterways for generations. It's in our DNA, and we bet it's in yours too. While visiting, help us care for our coast. Place trash in garbage cans, pick up after your pet, stay on trails, respect private property, and follow beach fire rules, which means extinguishing fires with water while also checking local rules to avoid igniting wildfires. Tillamook Coast welcomes your visit, and we hope that you'll become a temporary local while here. A few ways to do that include pitching in on a beach cleanup or taking a guided kayak tour to hear about ways to protect bays and rivers. There are science hikes to take, 
nature preserves and marine reserves to explore, or you can visit a farm, a commercial fishing dock, or even stop by a fish hatchery. Find out about all these options and how to care for our coast at tillamacoast.com slash caringforourcoast. Once again, it's tillamacoast.com slash caringforourcoast. All right, welcome back. So one funny thing about the Joseph area is that it seems to breed invention. In the last podcast we did on the Wallawa Mountains, we talked about something called the Joseph Branch Rail Riders. In this case, a husband and wife team created a sort of part bicycle, part rail rider, basically that, you know, pedals on defunct railroad tracks through the Wallawa Mountains. So it allowed for these really cool tours on old railroad tracks where you're pedaling down. I actually got a chance to do it. It's really fun. And you know, it was a cool local thing, but it totally exploded in popularity after the television show Oregon Field Guy did an episode about it. Actually, the guy who who created it blamed my buddy Ed Yan, who produced the episode, for not allowing him to retire in time because it became so popular. Now, something similar has kind of happened for Joe Paddle. They had this cool idea, but in this case, it was a travel blogger named Renee Anderson that put it on the map. Like, it was a video of her on this trip out on Wallowa Lake. Is it, Do I have that correct? Yeah. So Anderson, she, her video went absolutely viral. Her handle is actually Wild Oregon Girl. You can find her on Instagram, TikTok, kind of everything. She actually heard about the experience when she went out to, to the area to highlight another small business, uh, the historic Wallowa Lake Lodge. Um, she's an avid kayaker herself who made her whole platform about the outdoors in Oregon. I caught up with, I actually caught up with Anderson um, after I came back just to see kind of how she felt about the tour and and the success of the video and just kind of what impact that's have, had both on her and on the business that she was trying to highlight. My experience, I loved it. I spend a lot of time on the water. I'm a kayaker and so I'm comfortable in, in that environment. But I know um, from doing the tour and from the comments online, people are kind of scared of it. Um, You know, like you're immersed in the water and it's clear. So you can see like anything could be underneath you. um, And you feel kind of small in that space because, you know, the the landscape is so grand and the the lake is so big. And there are these... um, you know, tales of a lake monster there. Um, And I knew that going in. And so that's really exciting. And just the time of night that you go out, I think is kind of thrilling because you get to see the day end and then you're there in the dark Um, and you get to experience the stars. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's like full immersion. There's like nothing between you and nature. And so I think that's really powerful and people connect to that. Um, and it was just so cool. And I made the video and I made the video, um, driving home and posted it right before we went out of service. So I couldn't look at it for a while. And about four hours later, I opened my phone and I saw that it was already like going viral. Um, and that video went, um, up to 5.6 million views and it was shared 179,000 times. Um, so it was just insane. Um, 
And I didn't think people would really drive all the way out to Joseph to do it. But um, I guess I talked to Hannah briefly and she said that business is booming. In Eastern Oregon, people don't know it as well. So that, you know, that content doesn't um, play as big as like the Valley content because there's just more people in the Valley than in Eastern Oregon. But um, I think it's really cool to be able to show off that part of the state because not everybody knows about it. It's pretty out there. Since then, Anderson's kept in touch with Hannah Schaffner, who's super grateful for the exposure that actually allowed Joe Paddle to add a new tour next season and plan on hiring additional staff. Her post reached like 5.8 million views, and that was in August, so I don't know where it's at right now. And then people remixed it and shared it, and a lot of our guests that have came out have shared it quite a bit. So it's definitely got the word out. I, we do a lot of um, advertisement on there, but there, it's nothing that's reached that. No. You know, it, it really helped kind of, I think she got it too. She got the peace part of the lake. She talked about uh, Chief Joseph's spirit and how she wanted to come back and kind of experience that. Because the, the boat's cool, but the way the boat sits down in the water is almost like you're on top of the water. Mm. You know what I mean? And like when you get the stars, people will lay their seats all the way back mm. and they'll just sit out there you know, for 10, 15 minutes and soak it up. (laughs) The cost of a Joe Paddle nighttime tour is $155 per boat. Reservations open for the next season beginning on January 1st. And, you know, like uh, Olivia was saying, they do fill up fast. So for more information, go to JoePaddle.com, J-O-P-A-D-D-L-E.com. Anything else we need to know, Olivia? Just make sure to make the most of your time up in Eastern Oregon. I was incredibly amazed by the wild beauty of the area, and I'm already planning my next trip out there. Well, I can definitely second that, having spent a ton of time in the Wallowa area. As a companion to this episode, uh, the next podcast we're going to post is actually going to be a repeat or a repost of our original Wallowa Mountain episode because we posted that uh, five years ago or something like that. It's hard to believe it's been that long, but uh, I figure plenty of people haven't listened to that one. So I'm going to put that up in the feed coming up right after this one. All right, well, that's about all the time we have left in today's show. If you liked what you've heard, check out our catalog of more than 60 episodes featuring Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places at statesmanjournal.com explore, along with Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. We'd once again like to thank our sponsors, beginning with the American Forest Resources Council. AFRC supports responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest for our environment, for our economy, and for the future. Learn more at amforest.org. We'd also like to thank Visit Tillamook Coast. If you want to plan a trip out there, you can check out their outdoor recreation map that shows all the places to hike, swim, boat, and camp. You can find that map at tillamookcoast.com recreation hyphen map. Once again, that's tillamookcoast.com recreation hyphen map. And thanks to the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department, which stresses the importance of recreating responsibly and leaving no trace in Oregon's outdoors. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time for the next edition of the Explore Oregon podcast.